starting the show off a little differently today. Little Richard Cheese appetite for destruction. Oh shit. There's a theme here. Getting down with the sickness once again, uh, cutting that short, because my partner in crime, after committing to the we will produce one episode a week, has decided to come down with the sickness again. Once again, diagnosed with the COVID of COVIDs, the, the 19th iteration of COVID chick brew is absent from today's episode because she is down with the sickness. It doesn't mean we're not going to put something out, but instead of our casual banter back and forth, instead you just have to deal with me. So, you're welcome. Let's get the show started. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-Bone. <laughs> and Chick Brew. Let's God bless all these years. Just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. We're going to start this episode off with the uh, infamous question. Am I racist? (laughs) Why? Why do I say that? Because the Artemis mission just returned from its orbits of the moon. And as I listen to the news this morning, I can't help but hear this line over and over again, constantly repeated, that when we put people on the moon, when we do it again, we haven't done it since the early 70s, but when we do it again, the administration has said there will be a woman and a person of color. Now, honestly, I didn't care. I didn't care at all who the four people Well, I imagine they would have a lander, a lunar lander, and an orbiter. So much like uh, <laughs> much like the first trips to the moon. I don't know how they did that. Did they draw straws? But on the first trips to the moon, there was, no, they didn't draw straws. Obviously, they trained for it. Sorry, that had to, that was slightly unplugged. I had to plug it in. They didn't, they didn't draw straws. They had planned for who would be in the orbiter and who would be in the lander. And this time, instead of three people, there's four people. But could you imagine you traveled 284,000 miles to your destination and you're not allowed to get out of the car? You just have to stay up. You got to stay and watch your friends go down on the moon and play golf and bounce around and have a good time. You never get to get out of the vehicle. Mm, I wouldn't sign up for that job. But back to the am I racist question. So you got uh, four people that will be going to the moon in the next moon missions. And we are being told now that there is a quota, that there is a a sex quota and a race quota. There will be a woman and a person of color that will be on the moon. And as I said initially, I, I didn't care. I didn't care until they said that, until they pushed their woke agenda, if you will, if they pushed the agenda, we'll just go with the agenda. When they pushed that on me, that's the point where I got like, this is stupid. Why can't it just be people? You know, when it comes to outer space, ever since the 1960s, it's kind of been like, I wouldn't say utopian, but there wasn't a lot of racism in space. We didn't we didn't see that in our TV shows. And uh, now we have seen 
some racist behavior in in movies that educate us on things we didn't know, like the amount of black women that were involved in the uh, moon projects or the, the NASA program to begin with. We didn't know that. What is it? Hidden Figures, I think it was. I don't know. I've never seen it, but I've seen enough of it on clips to know that uh, there was a, a bunch of uh, black women that were involved in the space program that never really got credit for it and weren't treated nicely because, I mean, it was the 60s and that kind of stuff was still going on in America. But once we got to the TV show, once we started seeing uh, aliens and people of color and oh, I mean, you name it, you know, you go back to your Star Trek as Star Trek was your first interracial kiss. We didn't care that our astronauts are, are they called astronauts in Star Trek? I don't know. I don't watch enough Star Trek to know what they're called, but the people that in the TV show leave the planet to, <laughs> to explore, they, there was no racism there. We didn't see it. And I don't, I don't think until this moment, we didn't see it in current NASA program. We have all kinds of people, men, women, people of color that are going back and forth to the International Space Station that are doing important work for NASA. We don't think anything of it. It's just become the norm. Until they make a statement like this, until they go out of their way to let you know this isn't just going to be white men this time. Okay, we're letting you know in advance that we have a quota system for the moon. And it shouldn't be that way. It should always be the most qualified person because, and, and there's nothing saying that the most qualified person isn't a woman or a person of color. They could absolutely be the most qualified person. I'm fortunate enough to be friends on Facebook with an astronaut and, and he is a person of color. And I've never looked at him as a person of color. I've just looked at Leland as a as a, a, a cool astronaut dude who plays the piano and has two amazing Rhodesia Ridgebacks. That's how I've always looked at him. I've never looked at him as like, oh, geez, here he is again, the black astronaut. Never have I looked at him that way. But when you do this, when anyone goes out of their way to force this upon you, then you see things that you didn't think you saw before. And, and I hate that. I hate that their well-intendedness, which of course we know how the road to hell is paved, their well-intendedness makes it not cool anymore, if that makes any sense. And feeling that it's not cool anymore. And again, don't care. I don't care. I just want them to go to the moon. I want them to play golf. I want them to bounce around and I want them to get back safe. That's all I care about. I want to see cool moon stuff. And I don't care who does it until... You know, you're you're meeting the quota system, and and uh, it's a handy, capable person. The first the first astronaut moon landing in a wheelchair that uh, has a sexual preference that's high on the marketplace right now, and is of mixed genders and races, so that they check off all of the lists. My friend Steve should apply for NASA right now. He, although he doesn't he doesn't meet many many of the checks on the list, he is in a wheelchair, and I hate to be laughing. That, but he is in a wheelchair. We'll get him suited up. We'll put him on the moon. He'll be the first handy, capable person on the moon. That's uh, that's how I start my day off. I look at the news and I get angry at the news because I'm a curmudgeon. I'm an old, angry man, and that's what old, angry people do. They look at the news and get angry. I am sick of COVID. I am sick of people getting COVID because everyone gets the COVID. It's just unbelievable that it's inescapable. And I said from the very beginning, and I actually said this on air before we got fired, I said this, uh, is, the, the COVID is a virus and you're either gonna get it 
or you're not going to get it. And if you get it, you're either going to die or you're not going to die. Those are really the only options. And the vaccinations came along and with the vaccinations came a whole different you know, drama because they weren't really vaccines and a lot of people didn't do well. I, I myself did not do well with the second shot and I still got the COVID and I've gotten the COVID multiple times, of course, because that's the thing, but no one's really getting the flu, but I used to get the flu like once a year annually, even though usually I would get a flu shot. Well, it was mandated for a large portion of my adult life that I get a flu shot. So I got the flu shot, but then when it became an option, I haven't been so eager, if you will. I haven't been so eager to get my annual flu shot, which I need to do because I don't need to get the flu. I'm getting older. I don't recover as quickly as I used to, but you know, young people get the flu and they die too. So I'm not anti-vax, but I do remember when anti-vax were the crazy people. <laughs> and it was so, it was so prevalent online that it was really difficult to find credible information on vaccines. But this is back when the left owned the anti-vax mantra. Now that the right owns it, uh, it's just the opposite. It's completely the opposite. It's extremely strange to see what we see online. It, uh, it is difficult for me to uh, go back and forth with myself. And I, I don't want to bore you, so let's go ahead and put the the curmudgeon, this woke me up this morning, uh, spacesuit conversation to bed and move towards this. We're looking at doing a live show this year. I was going to discuss this with my partner the one time a week we talk, but because of the COVID, we weren't able to do that. So I'm going to put it out there and uh, let you stew on it, let you marinate on it a little bit, let you know what I'm thinking. I am a big fan of Tibbs Eve. Tibbs Eve is one of my favorite holidays. It's a, it's a Newfoundland tradition. And uh, Tibbs Eve works like this. Uh, you go and you hang out with your friends the day before Christmas Eve so that Christmas Eve and Christmas you can spend with your family guilt-free if you've had a wonderful Tibbs Eve. And they, they have a unique uh, dialect in Newfoundland. The Tibbs Eve, the 23rd, I believe it's a Friday. I'm looking at doing a live show, but the live show would have to be compatible with multiple time zones. So I'm looking at maybe four or five o'clock Eastern time. That would mean my partner would have to stay up a little late but uh you know and and anybody in between but on the bright side if you're on the west coast you can, you can catch us a little early but it's going to be a live show not sure how we're going to pull it off but uh we're going to put the invite out there so think about this think about five o'clock think about the 23rd of december think about joining us and, and it's just going to be us it's going to be uh, me chick brew and as many of our listeners as we can pack into one room and we're just going to go around the room. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time. Drinks are on me. Uh, what was that old ICQ chat? We used to be able to send people drinks. <laughs> Little electronic drink icons. Oh, aren't I special? I've received a beer from Chad. Uh, <laughs> well, Chad Savage. <laughs> Chad Savage and Jess Howard. They were the people that turned me on to ICQ. So that was only appropriate. I used Chad's name there. So Tibbs Eve, 5 p.m. We'll sit around. We'll uh, guffaw, if you will. We'll chit-chat. We'll parlay. We'll have a good time. 
At least that's the uh, intent. That's the idea. And we'll do all our regular bits. You know, we'll talk about food. We'll do the book of everything. We'll do our birthdays. We'll do all of that. Speaking of birthdays, well, I'll get to that later. As, as I've said the last time I had to do a show on my own, this is more difficult than... I think it's going to be sometimes because I want to get your attention. I want to keep you around. I want to keep you entertained. But at the same time, I'm just I'm just shooting from the hip here. I don't have I don't have her energy to play off of. We can, you know we don't go back and forth. It's just me. So it, it makes it a little bit more difficult than normal. I intend on doing this in pieces, and that was the thing I wanted to get off my chest. When we come back, we'll talk about food. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know f all. It is that time of year uh, when you get to do something uh, for the family. So when we talk about cooking uh, this episode, my question is uh, to the readers, and I actually hope to engage many of you readers. Ah, listeners, you're listeners, you're not readers. <laughs> I, uh, I hope to engage many of you, of you on Tibbs Eve to discuss what it is that you do. You know, everybody's traditions have changed, man. Traditions have changed over the years. And what used to be Christmas dinner for some is no longer Christmas dinner for many. So I'm really curious uh, to the listeners specifically, what is it that you do different? What is your Christmas? What is the tradition that you've made your Christmas tradition when it comes to food? So uh, as a child, you know, it was not uncommon to have turkey, turkey for you, a turkey for me on Christmas. And then uh, the, the occasional sugar covered ham with the cloves in it. My dad was a great cook and he, he liked cooking things and he loved those little clove things. <laughs> so you got the sugar, you got the ham, you got the turkey, but that morphed into my uh, Christmas lasagna because I spent a lot of Christmases alone. That's so sad, I know, but I did spend a lot of Christmases alone. And the wonderful thing about a Christmas lasagna is uh, if you make it big enough, you've got leftovers for the rest of the year. And since I'm a fan of lasagna, and I don't like cooking for the rest of the year. <laughs> so that's how that worked out for me. I created my own tradition uh, because I was lonely and I was a fatty and I was a foodie. So I put all those two, th all, all of those things together. Plus, there was a point where I was eating a turkey, a full turkey a week. I would, I would cook it on Sunday and I would eat it throughout the week and then I would pick up another one on Saturday. Or no, I would have to pick it up earlier than Saturday because, you know, you need a couple of days for those things to flaw. So, you know, you're supposed to thaw your turkey in a refrigerator and it's supposed to take like four or five days. And what does it do? If it thaws properly, all it does is get blood all over your refrigerator. Or you could take your turkey to the spa, which is what I prefer to do. I get that water nice and hot. And I, and I put the turkey in there and I give the turkey a nice rub down, make sure all that hot water's all over the place. And when the water's cold, what do I do? Well, I, I refill the tub. And no, <laughs> no, I am not cooking my turkey in the tub or, or, or defrosting my turkey in the tub. Defrosting it in a sink like a normal person and then, and then cooking it and eating it in the tub with the bubbles. That's the difference. <laughs> I am fearful that by myself, 
I will run short of the uh, normal allocated time because I'm looking at the time and I know there's been some mistakes so that's not the real time and I, I don't want to jip you you know you've taken the time to come here and listen to an episode and I appreciate that so I want to make sure I'm giving you at least at least all of the regular segments but I, I did do this over the period of a couple of days and there is something I've thought about doing I thought about just looking at the news until I see something that gets my gas <laughs> grinds grinds my gears until I see something that grinds my gears and then just coming out here and doing a two minute spot or a three minute spot and saying this is something that's really upsetting me yesterday I did it uh, with the astronauts yesterday for me just a couple of minutes ago for you today turn on the news and I have the the beautiful the gorgeous Anne Marie Green she is a news presenter on CBS I've, I've seen her for years she's got captivating eyes she uh, the eyes will will drag you in if Medusa had human eyes Anne Marine Green is what those eyes would look like but the thing that and this is someone I've seen for years I, I've seen it for years. Every time I see her, I was like, oh, look, Anne-Marie Green, beautiful eyes. But today I noticed something that triggered me, made me upset. She, she was talking with her hands while presenting the news. And I'm not just talking like a little nudge, a little uh, shifting of the paper, like full on caricature of how Italians talk uh, in, in the worst way possible. The hands were literally all over the place. And that's not what you're supposed to do when you're a presenter on a national news network. You're supposed to do basically just two things. You're supposed to you're supposed to be beautiful, and that could be a man or a woman. If you're beautiful, you deserve to be on the television. And and you're supposed to read the teleprompter. That's all you're supposed to do. Your hands aren't supposed to be all over the place. You're supposed to sit there, be beautiful, be uh, try not to distract me with anything other than your beauty. I'm thinking of you, Tom Brokaw. No. <laughs> we really have. We really have gotten away from the male lead anchor, right? You don't have... Are there any white male anchors left in the news world? I don't think there are. I think they've all been reappropriated to segments and stuff. Well, that's not true. But, okay. So, in my new location of central Pennsylvania, I've made some observations. I've noticed some things. And one of the things I've noticed is there's, there's no beauty requirement to be on the local news here. There's, there's no weight requirement to be on the local news here. These are, I don't want to call them ugly. They're not ugly. They're not beautiful by any means, but I'm not, I'm not trying to shame them. I'm not trying to say they're ugly. I, I'm going to say that they are not beautiful. And that is the proper description. And many of them are overweight, like large people. I, I, it was from the moment I got here, I turned on the news and I was shocked. I was shocked at the, at the look and weight of the news people in this area. And I, again, I'm not saying this in a way to be mean. As a large, ugly person, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on television. <laughs> but here, it's, it's the thing. It is a regular thing to be a not beautiful, again, not saying ugly, but not beautiful person of a large size presenting the news on a nightly basis or the weather or the sports. Now, you know, the strange thing about sportscasters is you don't really see in the local news scene. You never really see sportscasters who look like they've ever played sports. 
That seems to be like the new trend. The guy with the bow tie and the matching vest, that's the guy that's giving you your news on sports. And uh, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I want to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that character because that's going to get me in trouble. I'm not trying to get in trouble. I'm just saying if you could picture a guy with a, with a hairdo that like slants to one side for no reason and he's got a bow tie on and, and the bow tie matches his vest and, and there's a lot of pastels. If you could picture this person in your eye, you know, he's, he's about five foot two. He weighs like 110 pounds and he, he's the one telling you, uh, what's wrong with the coaching staff of the Philadelphia Eagles? That's the guy. Guy's never caught a touchdown in his life. Never been hit by a ball at high rate of speed. You know, that's the guy that's doing the news these days. And that's just a stereotypical version of what I'm seeing here. Large, not beautiful people as the newscasters and, and tiny little men as the sports reporters. It's strange, but... Uh, it's, it's funny also, a couple of years ago on AFN in Europe, one of the first class MCs, um, mass communication specialist, he did a news segment where he was literally pantomiming the words he was speaking for the news segment. And they broadcast it. And, and you know, I can be critical, but I don't want to be critical in a mean way. So I, I wrote AFN. I was like, what you are doing is setting this man up for failure. Because what you're telling him is that it's okay. And when I say he was pantomiming the news story, picture, if you will, literally putting your hand upside down and taking your two fingers, your index finger and your middle finger, and walking along. He did that while he was presenting the news. And I wrote him and I said, you're really setting him up for failure because if he believes this is acceptable behavior now as a first class in the Navy, when he gets out, he's going to want to do that for a regular news publication. And they're going to say, you're insane. You need to go. You need to go. And they actually took it on board. And the next time I saw him, he was not pantomiming, but he was overweight and he was not beautiful. So I can't remember that first class's name. But if I could reach out to him right now, I would tell him, you should apply for a job in central Pennsylvania. You'd fit right in. <laughs> and now it's time for everything. the book of the book of everything as you know every week we go into the book of everything to teach you something to learned you if you will to give you a tiny little piece of information that's going to get you through the week if the facts that we find in the book of everything are truly remarkable you will never forget them there are some facts we've come across along the way that were so remarkable you never forget them and they're wonderful pieces of knowledge to have because if you're arguing with your irish friend and they say something silly and you can just reply with yeah well all polar bears are irish so what's your point because that's a true story they immigrated from ireland the brown bears of ireland immigrated north and then they changed their colors it's funny because you know the original man was not white the original man was not white. That's fact. That's science. And, and, and the white man through generations has always felt kind of superior to the black man. But actually, and it was funny because I was talking with my Irish friend as I developed this thought process. The whites are the mutants of the original race. The, the, the whites, as they moved forward, needed more and more sunlight to survive and their bodies mutated 
to re remove the I always get this wrong. One's, you, one's the one you sleep with, the one's the one that makes your skin a color. The melatonin. <laughs> the M substance from your body that allowed them to mutate into their whiteness that allowed them to accept more sunlight. It's just crazy. It's crazy evolution, the thing that is us and who we are. It's an, it's an improbable, improbable miracle for all of us. And it's fascinating. Now to the book of everything. There we go. I, you know, I'm i playing with a cheater on Call of Duty who goes uh, by Big Fawn 777 and this fact just happens to have the word Fawns in it so this one bears repeating. Today's first fact of the book of everything. Despite playing the Fawns for 10 years in the sitcom Happy Days, Henry Winkler never learned to ride a motorcycle. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The Fonz never... <laughs> that will never leave me. That is one of those facts that will never leave me. A, a, a little Jewish man playing an Italian motorcycle guy that was neither Italian nor a motorcycle guy. Henry Winkler, you are probably the greatest actor that ever lived. You have got to be amazing. Never... I could have sworn I saw episodes of the Fonz riding a motorcycle. <laughs> I ride a motorcycle because of the Fonz. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. All right. Well, that was an interesting fact for the book of everything. We're going to go with another one. How about something very scientific? Bacteria and amoebas are far more different from each other than amoebas are from people. The difference between bacteria and a single-celled organism known as an amoeba is so vastly different. It is more different than the differences. That's really not a fun fact. You're not going to remember that one. But we check it off. It's been said. Let me see if I could find one more. I don't want to leave you. I don't want to leave you like that. I don't want to leave you hanging. I didn't get completed. I didn't get completion. I got you. How about this? This is a good one for you. Imagine, if you will, a cup. A cup sitting on a saucer filled with hot water and some bag being dipped in it repeatedly. What we're thinking of is a cup of tea. And no big cup, no big gulp, none of that crazy 64-ounce coffee that you get from the local gas station cup. We're talking a very rudimentary, a very quite proper sampling of tea. Probably an Earl Grey. We're talking about a cup of tea. You got me? You following? Two squares of sugar? What do they call those? Squares? Cubes? Cubes? Lumps? I don't know. Why am I talking about a cup of tea? Because I thought you would think it is fascinating that a newborn giant panda weighs less than a cup of tea. A newborn giant panda weighs less than a cup of ogre tea with a slice of lemon and two limes. I don't know. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's T-Bone. Did you know you can listen to the Lunsby Show on the iHeartRadio app? The team at iHeartRadio has created two new features on the app. You can now auto-download to your device and be notified when other new episodes are released, all for free using the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to The Lunsby Show from anywhere. iHeartRadio. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love.
I like it. It's it's a, it's a new little thing I did. I did it for um, the people at iHeartRadio that are uh, sponsoring. They're not really sponsoring. They're not giving us any money, but they do put up our podcast. So we want to give that a little bit back to them. If there were some other examples of other platforms, whether it be iTunes or I don't know, iTunes should be paying me some money if I'm doing iHeartRadio, former Clear Channel. That's what that is. And I have a case of the hiccups. So forgive me for that. And on top of that, it's cold. Okay, it's cold. And when it's cold, what happens? The gremlins, they they go to try and find warm places. And the gremlins have found my computer and my studio to be the warmest place because everything is just wonky. Everything is just wonky today. And audacity is 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 dead to me. It's not really dead to me, but it feels like it's dead to me. I can't use audacity right now. So I'm going back to the the old school WavePad Masters Edition provided by NCH Software. NCH Software is real cool. If you give them like 10 bucks, they'll give you some software that you can use until you die. It's actually pretty reliable. So NCH Software, if you're ever considering doing any of this stuff, of course, if you're ever considering doing any of this stuff and you want some tips and some ideas, I, I'm not the best person to ask. I know things. I've learned things. But I do. I make mistakes and I learn things. In the uh, next segment, we will do our headlines, of course. And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. The challenge with me when it comes to doing headlines by myself. Now, if you're not a regular listener, let me explain what happens here. My uh, my partner in crime, my ride or die, Chick Brew, she searches the globe for strange and unusual headlines. And every once in a while, she comes up with some winners. But she, she does that. Then cold, she provides them to me. I have never seen or heard the headline before. And then I do everything I can to mine it for some humor, to find a way of making it interesting. And with her not being here because she be sick, I am left to try to figure things out on my own. And anybody who knows me will tell you I'm not good at figuring things out on my own. So I go looking for headlines. And the problem with that is uh, I, I have a little bit of an attention deficit disorder in that when I start reading the news, I look at the next thing and then I look at the next thing and I'm and then I find myself 30 minutes later when I should be just scouring for headlines. Instead, I've read several news articles and tried to catch up. I did read one and I'm going to share it with you and then we're going to talk about it. And, and you help me help you on this one. You help me help you. The headline is video shows transgender male hockey oh, let, me, let me try that. video shows transgender male hockey player savagely checked by larger rival there's a bunch of different ways that that art the headline reads right the video shows transgender male hockey player so a transgender male if i've kept up to speed is a woman that's taken some pills grown a beard and can't work an eight-hour shift at starbucks <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's it's a woman who's taken pills uh, to to look like a man, but physically is still not a man. Uh, the transgender male hockey player savagely checked by larger rival. Do you know why there's not a WNHL? Has anybody ever thought that one through? There's uh, there's not a WNFL either, is there? The only perf- W. W, what's the baseball one called? I don't, I can't even, uh, MLB. There's not even a WLMLB. 
Now, I know a lot of women athletes, and I know especially in the softball arena, and there's some amazing softball players that are women. I, I haven't seen a lot of women baseball players, but the women softball players could, could probably give it a good run for their money. By the way, for those of you who play softball, remember, it was a game invented for women to play. So if you're a man who's really proud of yourself for being an awesome softball player, remember, you're just, you're like a sports transgender. That's what you are. So, <laughs> so the video shows a transgender male, which is a female in, in, the, in the physical sense of the being, hockey player savagely checked by larger rivals. So the headline it's like, okay, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's that's how that's going to work out. Checking is is a part of hockey. Uh, when you when you put somebody into the rail, you put somebody in the rail with force. You don't go up to them and kindly judge them against the glass. You try to put them through the glass. That's what hockey is. But there's a sub headline that is the most confusing thing. It's one of those things. It is the Lewis Blacks. If it wasn't for the horse, I wouldn't spend another semester in college. It's that this is this is the sub headline. Shocking footage has emerged from an NHL backed hockey team of transgender female players hitting a much smaller transgender male opponent who suffered a concussion after hitting the boards. Remember, everything is upside down, everything is backwards, everything is opposite. So the the larger rival player that savagely checked the transgender male was a transgender female, which is a male who's 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 taking some chemicals to sound more effeminate and probably and probably can work a, an 8-hour shift at Starbucks. I'm just it's it's one of those headlines you just have to sit there and try to decipher and go after and like I I don't know what is what. And it, unlike any other any other assault or savage checking or anything you've ever seen, what they have is like a a glamour shots photo of the player that was injured and you you never get to see the larger rival player that savagely checked the smaller player it's very very strange uh what the headline should read is uh oversized male hockey player savagely checks demure female hockey player uh, both suffer from mental illness <laughs> okay, um, random headline. Where is this coming from? It's coming from the New York Times. Oh, oh, the New York Times. The headline reads, Somalis are dying of hunger. Well, that's that's not very funny at all, T-Bone. We have known that, uh, since our childhood that uh, in Africa, people are always dying of hunger. There's never any food. Ask Sam Kennison for the solution. He'll give it to you. The headline is, Somalis are dying from hunger. It continues... Officials say it is not famine. That's a gotcha headline. That's a hunger and famine synonymously. You know, seem to seem to always go together. But the, the truth is, people die from hunger all the time, and it's not famine. And then during a famine, people don't die all the time. Some people survive. Hunger in uh, North Korea is is a daily thing. Those people are starving every single day. That, strangely enough, is not qualified as a famine that is just uh, communism at its best, where the rich are rich and, uh, and well-fed and 
and everybody else suffers under communism or under socialism. Don't want to get political, but the headline is Somalis are dying of hunger. And then officials, who I guarantee you are all well-fed, say it's not a famine. It's just a play on words. Nothing egregious there, just silly. 25 crazy news headlines around the world. This this should provide a little bit of content. And when I open it up, it shows a, which looks like a little seal and a giant booger coming out of its nose. Okay, this is a couple years old, so you may have heard these stories before. Who knows? 25 of 25. Minnesota deputies reel in woman stranded on waterborne unicorn. If you're, <laughs> first of all, okay, so she's in Minnesota, so where's she going to be, huh? She's going to be up there in one of the lakes, yeah? So she's out there on a lake, on a unicorn, she's stranded, and they rescued her. The headline was 25 crazy new headlines around the world. Wow, that's boring. That wasn't very fun. Spanish man builds 60-foot spaceship to visit planet from his novels. Okay, here we are. Uh, once again, we got a crazy person who's doing something crazy, but apparently he's made some, some moolah, some dinero, some euros from his book writing skills because he's got enough leftover money to build a 600-foot, 2,600-pound spaceship in his own backyard. I hope it goes tragically. I hope it blows up right there in the yard. All right, we'll give you a couple more just because uh, this is not the normal forte. American Airlines removes passenger who won't stop doing pull-ups. And this is, this again, this article is a couple years old, but ever since 9-11, in the airways, the... Flight attendants, I believe, is the proper nomenclature for the people who work on the plane in the sky. Now, uh, the flight attendants are empowered beyond belief. They do not have to listen to you. They do not get to reason with you. They, they make the decision, and they are always backed up by the pilot. So if she comes over to you and says, sir, you need to take those headphones out, and you say, I'm sorry, ma'am, uh, they're not on. I just don't want to go through the process of putting them back in again. Or, or and this is my favorite, because this is happening a lot nowadays. I'm, I'm sorry, these are my hearing aids. <laughs> The flight attendant does not care and does not uh, have to argue with you at all. She, she can tell you one more time, and she doesn't even have to tell you one more time. Uh, you have to take the headphones out. And if you don't, they will have you kicked off the flight. And if you argue with them about being kicked off the flight, they will then put you on the no-fly list. So you can't fly anywhere. After, you know, a, a, a minor, minor tiff with an all-empowered stewardess. So this jackhole, <laughs> this jackhole was doing pull-ups, which is not something discreet. You know, it's not something you could do discreetly. You've got to find a piece of the plane where you can do a pull-up. So he's doing pull-ups. He's probably jacked. You know, just got to keep his yoke up. He's probably jacked. He's doing pull-ups. Stewardess kindly says, sir, I'm, you're going to have to stop doing that. He's like, look at me. I'm so jacked. <laughs> I can't stop doing these for the 35 minutes I'm going to be on this plane. <laughs> and she reminds him again, sir, you're going to have to stop doing that. And he argues with her. What they do. I, I did see something in there. <laughs> A gentleman stood from his seat and started doing pull-ups on the overhead bins repeatedly when asked to stop uh, by passengers and crew members like, yeah, this guy was a jackal. So what do they do? This is a flight from Phoenix to Boston. What do they do? They put it down in, you know, a place where no one wants to go, like uh, Kansas City. 
you know? <laughs> so uh, so they're, they're flying. They're going from one destination to another. They got a guy who starts doing pull-ups. They tell him to stop. He doesn't listen. They contact the pilot. The pilot contacts the flight control. And what do they do? Put it down at the nearest plane possible and have the police arrive. And so everybody's day gets jacked up. Connecting flights are missed. Transportation pickups are missed. Your day is delayed several hours because one guy thought it was important to maintain his workout routine on the flight. And to you, sir, if there was an award I could give you for being the jackhole of the day, even though this was a couple years ago, it would be you. A good thing about that is uh, most of these cases have been done. He, I don't know why this is a, a crazy headline from around the world, but uh, here's the headline. It's the last one we're going to do today. Drivers stop to chase money on New Jersey Highway. Strangely enough, this is not a first time a headline that, like that has come up on the show. We have talked about it before, and it's very, very simple. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get out of your car, and you start rolling your uh, your phone, your video camera on your person, and everybody else has got their cameras out, and everybody's running around, and they're collecting all the money that's flying in the breeze. You have to put it into proper context. What you are doing is larceny. You are stealing with the intent to permanently deprive the owner of the use of the thing you were stealing. You're never planning on giving that money back if you're out there just grabbing money. But when the officer says, I'm sorry, uh, you need to give me all of that cash that you illegally obtained, you have to remember... Number one, uh, I wish to speak to an attorney, and <laughs> I invoke the fifth. <laughs> but if you should talk, remember you were not stealing from the armored truck or whatever it was that had a bunch of money in it that blew over the side. You were merely doing community service and picking up refuge, refuse, refuse, not refuge, ha, refuse along the highway. You were picking up litter. What you have in your hand is garbage that needs to be thrown away. And you're going to ensure that happens because you're a good citizen and you're doing the right thing. <laughs> you know what? I didn't hit the stinger one time. Here we go. I doubt I'll go back and fix fix that in post. It's probably, uh, that's just the way that's going to be. So what have we done? Oh, you know what we haven't done yet? Now, because uh, Chick Brew is down with the sickness once again, none of her birthday boost or honorable mentions will uh, be considered today. So, th theoretically, I should get double the birthday boost. I got some great birthday boost, and I'm going to give them out and see what she does about it. Okay? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> my first my first birthday boost. Not the first time he has been mentioned on the show. Tommy Two Bags is celebrating his birthday. That's Tommy Torres, very funny comedian down there in the Florida, Jacksonville, Florida area. So if you get a chance to see Tommy live, uh, I highly recommend it. Great guy, Tommy Two Bags. Again, a nickname I have for him he has never heard of. So Joss Escobar, 
world-famous Los Angeles Dodgers fan, a uh, honorary master at arms, if you will, Joss. Uh, she was with me in uh, Rota. She is an amazing lady. She acknowledged something very important to me. And when I was re, uh, returning from COVID, which again was before anybody knew what the COVID was. This was February of 2020 and I took sick and I was very, very sick and nobody sent me flowers and nobody sent me tea. No one was kind to me. But when I returned back to work, Joss, affectionately known as YN2 at the time, said to me, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? She goes, I've never seen you call in sick before and it was towards the end of her tour and the entire tour that she was there i never called in sick i didn't want to call in sick i'm not a call in sick kind of person but the initial bout of covid in february 2020 i was really close to the source thanks melanie <laughs> i was really close to the source so that covid ran through me ran through the wife and ran through the puppy dog so as my second Birthday boost. I, I, what did I got? I got uh, Tommy Two Bags. I got Jocelyn Escobar. And I think I included Alex Brewer. But if I didn't, I will use this one and cut out the previous one. Uh, Alex Brewer, no relation to Chick Brew, believe it or not. Uh, it has been an amazing asset, friend, brother in arms, if you will. Newfoundland page and invite some of my uh, Newfie friends to see if any of them want to participate in the conversation on Tibbs Eve. Maybe they can explain it to people. Tibbs Eve is a great holiday. Second only to Groundhog's Day, which is second only to Thanksgiving, which is second only to Halloween, which is second only to Christmas. In your, in your listing of holidays, those are the holidays in the orders that I prefer them. Food and alcohol. So alcohol takes priority and then food and then gifts. And then, you know, anytime I can get a day off, I'm just happy to have it. Happy Juneteenth is what I'm saying. Juneteenth, uh, you can do all those you want. With that being said, let's just go ahead and remind you today, like I remind you every day, be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person yesterday, be an even better person tomorrow. And as Chick Brew always says, don't forget, you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Jerome McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Jerome McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. And James is back in town. James is back in town. It's back in town. <laughs> That's your post-show comments.